gotta do it now. Okay, sorry. <laughs> that was really yeah. aggressive. Um, okay. All right. Okay. Welcome to Voracious. Something to sink your teeth into. This is our first episode, and we are going to be reading a book together, section by section. We're going to be reading Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. So I am Taylor Ginter, one of your hosts. Hi, I'm Marley Foster, your other host, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. That's right. I'm tuning in from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And yeah, so we're going to be breaking apart Malibu Rising. Um, We'll be reading it chapter by chapter or section by section. We'll let you know which, how we're going to break this up. Um, But yeah, this first episode, we haven't read anything yet. So we're just going to give our first impressions of the book, um, maybe make some predictions and talk about how this podcast is going to go. Yeah, that's right. So I think what I want to start with if it's cool with you, Tay, is just read a little bit from the synopsis of the book to give y'all a feel of what we're sinking our teeth into um, with this one. And then we'll give just a little bit of background on, yeah, ourselves and our hopes and expectations for the pod. Um, so if it's cool with you, I'll yes, start please reading. Do a dramatic reading. Oh, we're going to put some pressure on this right away, aren't we? Okay. Malibu Rising. I'll try to do my best. Uh, (laughs) No, I'm not going to put y'all through that. I'll just, I'm going to use my reading voice and we'll see where it takes us. All right. Malibu Rising, a novel by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Malibu, August 1983. It's the day of Nina Riva's annual end of summer party and anticipation is at a fever pitch. Everyone wants to be around the famous Rivas. Nina, the talented surfer and supermodel. Brothers Jay and Hud, one a championship surfer, the other a renowned photographer. And their adored baby sister, Kit. Together, the siblings are a source of fascination in Malibu and the world over, especially as the offspring of the legendary singer Mick Riva. The only person not looking forward to the party of the year is Nina herself, who never wanted to be the center of attention, and who has also just been very publicly abandoned by her pro tennis player husband. Oh, and maybe Hud, because it is long past time for him to confess something to the brother from whom he's been inseparable since birth. Jay, on the other hand, is counting the minutes until nightfall, when the girl he can't stop thinking about promised she'll be there. And Kit has a couple secrets of her own, including a guest she invited without consulting anyone. By midnight, the party will be completely out of control. By morning, the Riva mansion will have gone up in flames. But before that first spark in the early hours before dawn, the alcohol will flow, the music will play, and the loves and secrets that shaped this family's generations will all come rising to the surface. Malibu Rising is a story about one unforgettable night in the life of a family. The night they each have to choose what they will keep from the people who made them, and what they will leave behind. Dun, dun, dun. Let me try to do a dramatic book closing. Oh, that was good. Uh, yeah. I scared the cats. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we first... got arson. We got, well, maybe not arson, but we got fire. We got secrets. <laughs> we got family drama. We have Hollywood, like A-listers, 
that's like a theme that I've noticed throughout her books because Marley and I have both read a couple of her other books. We read Daisy Jones and the Six and yep. Evelyn. What's it? The, the Seven Six. Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Yeah. And so in all these books, it's always like really famous people who are very much in the spotlight. So I don't know. Just right. But there's also usually like one or two characters that are decidedly not famous and like yeah. on the periphery of that kind of celebrity culture. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's a little bit of like an entry point for the reader to like place themselves mm. in that in that character and be able to sort of interact um, almost as an observer a little bit. I don't know, feels almost a little voyeuristic to me. Um, but for some reason, like, I guess reading the synopsis, I'm thinking about the fact this is all going to take place in a single night. Um, the cover, obviously, this is this is not a visual medium, but the cover in this book, um, at least the, the hardback that I've got, is... It's blue, it's water, it's got four figures. It's like an aerial shot of the ocean, basically, with four figures on surfboards. And so thinking about, like, water and elaborate parties, I'm thinking about that scene in the um, the Leonardo DiCaprio Great Gatsby. I've been thinking movie. about Gatsby, too. Yeah. About, like, crazy, debaucherous nights. Yeah, Gatsby. Right, but also something, like, somber and melancholy about them in the midst of all the like decadence and frivolity like that just thinking about the image um from that movie in the pool or like the Mm. party around the pool um it's i don't know it seems like the water is going to be important here but that's purely just like a visual cue that i'm picking up so we'll see we'll see if that tracks but one thing that's worth pointing out um, so as we read in the synopsis, they're the children of legendary singer Mick Riva. So Mick Riva was a, a minor character in The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. He was one of the husbands. And so I don't think in any way this book is meant to be a sequel or necessarily a spinoff of that. But it is interesting to sort of have another touchstone, like, where they're in the same universe, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because I haven't, I don't know anything about this book besides what we've talked about and like what I can read <laughs> on the book. So I haven't read into any of the like theories or anything behind that. So same. We'll have to see. Really? Same. I'm yeah. surprised. No, I I like to I like to be surprised and see see where the journey takes me. Okay. <laughs> um, I have, I do know, like, I was skimming through the book to try to see the best way to break it up. As y'all heard earlier, Taylor first said we'd break it up by chapters and then change it to say by section. And that's because there are no traditional chapter breaks in this novel. Um, It's really like standard novel length, like around 350, 360 pages. And it's broken into two sections. One at night and one leading into the morning. So 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. is about the first half of the book. And then, no, sorry, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and then 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. It's like a 24-hour period from 7 to 7 that divides the book in half. And then within that are markers of each 
hour. So that's how we're going to be breaking it up as we read is by um, time. And then it looks like, because again, I was trying to skim without spoiling it. <laughs> it looks like um, in the first section, the first half, there are also maybe some flashbacks. Like I saw some headings of different years in the past. So the book is set in 1983, but there are some flashing back to like 50s, 60s, and 70s. So I'm assuming those are flashbacks, but we'll have to see when we get there um, because I really didn't want to spoil it before we get too far. But I think maybe that's where some of the um, family history and family dynamic stuff is going to come in that the synopsis kind of mentioned. Yeah, maybe where the dad, like how he relates mm. to the to Evelyn Hugo, maybe that's where that would come in too. Maybe, because the synopsis also doesn't tell us anything about their mother. Mm. Although I imagine if if it was Evelyn Hugo, that would be a... I'm assuming that would be a very different book. Um, and that would be uh, very explicitly advertised. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. And I guess they don't necessarily have to have the same mother. No, because I don't think... I don't remember what children she had, but I don't know that she and Mick had a kid together. Right. I don't know if she had children at all. I don't remember correctly. I think um, she had she had one kid. She had one daughter. Right. I think with the, the husband that was gay. Oh, maybe. I think you're right. But the way that this synopsis is written here, like... The siblings are a source of fascination, especially as the offspring of the legendary singer Mick Riva. Like that, that sentence alone, it could mean that they're like a very traditional family unit, but it also, to me, kind of implies that they're not. And maybe that's where some of the conflict is going to be located. Um, well, that's what I, when you read about HUD, because he's hmm. been keeping something from his brother with whom he's been inseparable since birth i don't know that makes me think like maybe he's adopted or just some kind of interesting oh that's family interesting. setup there because i was thinking they were twins i had that thought too but i don't think it says that it does not you're right tricky okay so we're gonna have to pay close attention to that kind of word choice also i gotta say okay so like kit is a great 80s name and is an awesome name for like a famous person's child, especially in a novel. But I cannot not think about the girl who was on Matt James's season of The Bachelor last year, <laughs> whose mom is a famous fashion designer whose name escapes me at the moment. And she like is 22 and like lives in New York City, living her best life. But her was, name's Kit. Her name's Kit. Okay. She seems fine. The Bachelor's lost me and really gone downhill. But I digress. That's uh, our other podcast you have to listen to, all about The Bachelor. Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, part of what I think part of the appeal of that show is like watching and experiencing it with other people, which in the past year I mm. stopped doing. Um, anyway, that's a whole other beast. Let's get through. <laughs> Let's get through Wrapping it back to Malibu Rising. I was okay. So thank you for taking one for the team and flipping through the book so that I didn't spoil it myself. Oh, but I did sure. see at the back. So I got my copy from Barnes and Noble, not 
endorsing them or anything but it does have exclusive <laughs> barnes and noble content and oh. um i saw do you is this the copy you have do you have the same copy no i got my copy through book of the month so i'm oh, flipping okay. to the back and i do not have exclusive <gasps> content so Ooh. it is exclusive so my exclusive content is tjr's guide to mick reva's los angeles so there's a map of LA and it looks like there's like 13 different points of interest I'm gonna try not to read it but like one of them's like a seafood restaurant or old Malibu road and then it has like little like excerpts about it so I'm not gonna read that but that'll be something fun to look at that's where okay so as a little bit of background and an aside for our listeners I'm taking a train trip this summer and Taylor and I are tentatively planning to meet up in Chicago, which I'm very excited about, but also sounds like maybe our next trip should be to follow the map in Malibu. If this stuff is still there, because it might be from the 80s. We we don't know. We could try to find it. Ooh, true. Yeah, that's a thought. That's a real thought. I like that idea. Um, and I don't know if you saw this. I I think I sent it to you on Instagram, but I follow TJR on Instagram and she made short little playlists for the <gasps> characters. So I didn't stop and listen because I didn't I didn't want to like spoil it, but we'll definitely have to go back and find those. That'll be fun. It seems like music is some somehow plays a role in her in her writing, whether it makes it into the books or not. Um, and I really love that. Like I've, I was introduced to Jenkins Reid with Daisy Jones and the six a couple years ago, um, which for those of you who are unfamiliar is a novel about this fictional band called Daisy Jones and the six, but it's written like a long form interview of a real band like looking back on their career, almost like a long form, like Rolling Stone um, kind of interview setup, And it's amazing. And like in the back of the book, she had lyrics written from almost all the songs Mm -hmm. that they talk about. And like when the book was over, I was just, you know, damn, I wish this band was real because- It felt real though. She did such a good job of like making them feel real. She did and it felt real- and it also felt like a band in music that I would really love. Um, and so it was cool. It was really cool that she included the lyrics. I wish, like, more than anything, that somebody would record them so we could actually listen. Listeners, get on that. Yeah, I don't have the musical skills to do that. <laughs> um, but would wholeheartedly support it if someone else wanted to take that on. But yeah, so... Taylor, do we have any other um, expectations or thoughts about where the book is going to take us at this point? Hmm. I'm excited for just like a wild ride. When I read books, I like the books that I get into more are ones that are very plot driven. Mm -hmm. Like good writing is obviously nice to read, but sometimes like I'd rather forsake like really descriptive flowery writing <laughs> for something that just has a good I, I like Stephen King books so much is because oh, okay. they just have a good plot um I'm with you there yeah I'm with you there like I <laughs> um yeah definitely more into plot driven things I love a good thriller or a good mystery 
Um, and I also have read many a, a fanfic and a Wattpad story that had questionable writing, but excellent storylines and plot. Um, and it helps me forgive a lot. Um, but TJR is an excellent combination of mm -hmm. beautiful descriptive writing and character development with really strong plot-driven stories. So I'm excited for that. I'm also excited to see um, how this book moves us through the story because I feel like in both Daisy and Evelyn's stories, huge expanse, like the stories covered huge expanses of time. It was very much this person or group of people near the end of a career or end of a life looking back and telling mm. these stories from the beginning covering decades right and the stories very much moved in that way roughly linear through decades mm -hmm. of time this story though is very explicitly taking place in 24 hours and obviously from what i saw when i flipped through we are going to get a few moments that go back but i I'm expecting that that's going to feel different, less retrospective and more um, like almost digging maybe for information about why certain things in the present are happening the way they are, which was happening in Daisy and Evelyn, but at a much different pace, I'm assuming. Um, I, yeah. I'm expecting Malibu Rising to be a lot more immediate and I'm interested to see like how that affects our reading of it, because I think it's going to be a little bit different from these other novels. Yeah, it's also kind of fun that we're, I have two thoughts on that. It's fun that we're taking like this 24 hour period book and like stretching it out over, I don't know, probably months, right? Oh, that's a couple months. But then thinking about how it's going to end. So like, yeah, Daisy Jones, like that, happened i don't think this is a spoiler like after they were like already done being a band right. they were broken up and then like evelyn hugo like it was like she was finally old enough that she wanted to tell her life story so there was like a lot of closure with those but this yes it's gonna end with the house on fire like are we gonna get the closure of what happens afterwards and how this mess is cleaned up right well and we're not even sure exactly what level of mess is gonna be like i'm expecting somebody's gonna die Oh, I'm expecting murder. Yeah, there's got to be death in here. I'm expecting someone's going to die. I'm not committed to murder yet. Mm. Um, Like, I could see it going a couple ways. It could be deliberate murder and then people trying to cover it up. It could be like a moment of, of passion or rage gone wrong, which I guess is still murder, but less... <laughs> premeditated <laughs> um, <laughs> um or i don't know like maybe a horrible horrible accident twin tinged tinged with a little bit of mm, malicious yes. sibling drama yeah so is it really an accident or not i don't know i mean i have no idea but i'm expecting somebody to be floating in the ocean or in a pool um not alive <laughs> 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 All right, we'll see if those predictions come true. Yeah, that's my that's my hot take for the day. There's one other thing. Oh, should we say what our first 
Well, I need to know what our what is our first chunk going to be. Also, no. just warning: we're not going to hold back. There's going to be lots of spoilers. Yes. Um, but we'll tell you ahead of time what the chunk is that we're reading if you're trying to read along with us. Yes, exactly. So that's I will answer your question, but also I want to lay out sort of a framework for how we think episodes are going to go. So mm. our current plan is to read. A chunk at a time and the way I've broken that up is by um the little hour headings that come between sections so like we'll start on the first page which is a little prologue kind of situation and then we will end on page 20 we'll go through page 26 and so that's the little prologue through 7 a.m we'll stop at 8 a.m and that'll be our next our next chunk so each of these chunks will be i didn't do the math exactly but roughly 15 to 30 pages probably closer to 20 ish most of them um which i think is a good chunk to read at a time uh very manageable reading wise but also plenty to talk about and as the pod goes if we need to adjust or we find that things are moving too fast or too slow we will but i i think what we decided on for the structure of these conversations is to sort of summarize the chunk that we read and then talk about it and then end on a note of giving making predictions about where we think the story's going and so obviously as we go those predictions will maybe build on each other maybe contradict each other Um, and I'm excited to track how our thoughts and ideas about where the story's going um, change and develop over time like that's one of the things I think this intentional long form kind of discussion platform is going to give us that we might not we probably wouldn't have if you were just sitting down to read this yourself you know because you could read this in a matter of days or weeks you know just on your own but that's not what we're doing um so i'm excited i think that'll get us a lot deeper into tjr's um writing style too like and give us a, a much deeper understanding of how she's leading us Um, and either creating or subverting expectations along the way spoken like a true english major you caught me (laughs) i can tell you've (laughs) analyzed a lot of books in your day yeah it's Um, been a while i think i said this to you the other day but i'm excited to do it um talking instead of writing i've mm -hmm. written about a lot of books and i enjoy doing that but there's something about like talking and listening as a medium that I'm really into. I think it really gets back to the heart of storytelling. Mm. Um, so I'm really, really excited for these conversations, like partly because of that, also just to talk to you and also to get into this um, this particular book. We've both been excited about it. Um, yeah, we've been we waiting for it coming out. out. Yeah. yeah, what I think since like the holidays, it's been yeah. at, least, at least six months that we've been talking about it. And we've been talking about the podcast way longer. (laughs) We have. Yeah, I'm excited to be talking about the book with you because I think there's going to be a lot of details in this and we'll, like, be able to fill in what the other person missed. And it's, like, 
reading is such a solitary event um, that, yeah, you can always discuss a book after you've read it, but reading it, like even normal book clubs, like you read, you usually read the whole book and then discuss it afterwards. But yeah, just processing it as it's going on is a very different thing. And it almost feels like talking about a book like it almost feels like it's going to be kind of gossipy you know like like, Mm -hmm. oh my god can you believe that kit did that (laughs) well that's so funny that you say that because i feel like that's also something tjr fosters in the kinds of stories that she tells because they're all about celebrities right which like totally lends itself to that gossip like rumors rumor monger like kind of thing and so like we're really gonna be I think um kind of playing into that which I think is gonna be fun love it yeah very excited to be on this this journey with you me too thanks for setting this up you've you've been the driver (laughs) yeah for all of our our listeners for a couple years now every few months I text Taylor and I'm like hey when we start our podcast (laughs) um and here we are finally doing it I think you know it took time for stars to align in terms of lives and schedules and obligations but also for the right topic we didn't want to just come on and talk about nothing which like clearly we can um (laughs) but yeah we wanted we wanted the right topic and this felt right and felt fun but also like hefty and generative um so I think it's gonna be fun so should we should we give just like a little bit of background about ourselves and how this came to be before we wrap it up for today sure so we met in college we were friends since day one maybe like day two I think we met but like literally each other's like first friends yeah in college week yes we were having a there was like a big like social picnic thing and I remember we were eating in the same little circle of people on it the was grass. Tumblr that brought us together we, talk, we, we started tumblers. talking about Tumblr we both had Tumblrs I don't think anybody else in the little circle of people we were with really gave a shit <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we yeah I don't know we bonded because well, that's also that. a very solitary thing you know you're like sitting on your computer yeah. tumbling and then we were like following yeah. each other yeah. But I think that's, like, one of the things that has stayed true about our friendship and it's one of the things that I value about it so much is, like, we can do things together, but also we can do our own things together, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, which has been really nice. And I also feel like for pretty much our whole friendship, you've been so game, like, there are a lot of things I felt like I wanted to do, but I either couldn't do on my own or didn't want to do on my own. And you've always been that person. Yeah. This girl brought me to Scotland with her for a festival. Like she, three was, weeks. she had a vision. She had a vision. <laughs> we did it. It was great, but you always like are, are so on board um, <laughs> and it's awesome. And I love it. And I hope, I hope I do the same for you. Um, but it's so nice. Cause there's like, there's no judgment and like we always have a good time I think we balance each other really well Mm -hmm. in terms of our interests and our our skill sets um we had a we it was the Edinburgh Festival Fringe would recommend if anyone wants to go I don't know if one's happening this year 
for obvious reasons. Um, but it was a great time. It was. Edinburgh was a very cool city. Yeah, that was our. I think that was our last big crazy thing that we did together, and that was summer of 2018. But yeah, we haven't seen now. each other in like. Yeah, I saw you December 28th. No, not 20. No, I think 19. Yeah, 2019. Yeah, I came to visit you for your birthday and over the holidays. And then that was it. We tried yeah, we tried yeah. last year and it did not work out. Yeah. Um, despite We're going to see each other soon. I know. Yeah, in our train trip to Chicago. But I'm serious about this Malibu idea. Like when we finish this book, I want to look into that. Okay. Meet up maybe, maybe next year's trip. Ooh. Yes, yeah. yearly trips. Yeah. But just, yeah, so that I guess that's our background. Um, like Taylor said earlier, she's coming from, you're in Cedar Rapids, right? That's the, <laughs> that's where you are in Iowa. I don't know. Nobody knows are. where I live. <laughs> so because nobody knows anything about Iowa. Apologies <laughs> to anyone from Iowa who might ever listen to this. Um, we love you. But also what's happening in your state? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be, I'll be that ears and eyes on the ground yeah i'm in cedar rapids second biggest city in iowa still pretty tiny wow Um, i'm in houston fourth biggest city in the country i think third now i think it over chicago (laughs) yeah yeah houston's pretty big um we have a good time here it's hot as fuck always because it's july it's july 3rd as we're recording this as a timestamp for the future july 3rd 2021 um yeah. yeah, but anyway, so we met we met in college, have been friends ever since, never took a class together, and never lived together. Everyone thinks we're roommates. We were never everyone roommates. thinks we're roommates. We've never lived together, except for those three weeks in Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, and I think at different points in time in our friendship, like we've had this long distance thing going, so we're pretty good at it by now. Um I'm interested to see how our like relationship is impacted by doing this podcast together. I I hope all good things. Um, yeah, no, I think we'll like it'll be nice having a weekly meeting with you <laughs> and just like getting to catch up with you like either while we're recording or like while we're getting set up. Yeah, um, cuz we, we talked definitely... like an hour and a half before we actually started <laughs> <Yeah>. recording today. <laughs> we were like, "Hey, let's meet. Let's meet around 10 and start recording." Uh and it was definitely like 11 30 by the time we started i love it though <laughs> yeah okay so i guess with that i think that's all we have for now um we hope you'll join us on this journey through taylor jenkins Reed malibu rising we're very excited for it uh we hope it's something you can sink your teeth into because that's what we're going to be doing so taylor is there anything you want to say before we sign off this has been voracious where we take book club and make it sexy damn dude you just nailed that outro that's it that's it from here on (laughs) that was good (laughs) cool all right we'll catch y'all next time bye bye